Thanks for listening to this Word in Your Ear podcast. If you'd like to get early access to all our productions ad-free, priority booking for our live events, and to take part in our weekly quiz, go to patreon.com slash wordinyourear for more details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to a podcast from The Word. Welcome to The Word Podcast. I'm David Hepworth. In a departure from our usual rambling format, we present this time the first of a couple of seasonal podcasts where some of our main contributors talk about the books, films and records they've most enjoyed in the last year. We've also got live music and talk with the rifles. That's the Rifles from their album Freedom Run. More from them later. Word contributors are sprinkled right across the country, and at this time of the year, it seems only right to ring them up and ask them what's most impressed them this year in the hope that it might help inspire some of your own Christmas shopping, particularly when the beneficiary is that special somebody yourself. We begin this round Britain quest with Jim Irvin, who spoke to us via the miracle of Skype. Well, I have to say, I haven't read as many books as I normally would in a, in a year. Certainly haven't read many from, from this year. But one that I did enjoy was um, uh, Alan Brown's book, Nihilism, uh, The Strange Course of the Blue Nile. Um, partly because I'm just a massive fan of theirs and I was sort of bound to read it anyway. Um, uh, and I, I do think it's a flawed book um, that they, they left a lot of questions unanswered. But the fact that someone had bothered to write it uh, thrilled me, you know, that, that they're, they're such a kind of a, uh, a rarefied thing. And, and the, you know, they've, they've famously only made four records in 30 years, you know, and, and, and it's it, you do feel you're part of a very sort of small uh, band of, of, of fans and people who might want to read something about them. Um, so I, I recommend it to to other Blue Nile fans sort of reservedly because I've felt it could have um, it could have spoken to other members of the band it could have spoken to any members of the band actually didn't really um, uh, didn't really get much from them 
Paul remains a little bit of an enigma. He's taken all the material um, about Paul Buchanan from from interviews, um, but um, it's still uh, pretty good because Alan Brown is from uh, is from Glasgow and he's a very good writer. Um, he, he's given a, a good kind of account of the of the the wellspring from which they they came. So that's called what? Uh, nihilism. Nihilism. The of the Blue Nile. By Alan Brown. Yeah. Okay, and what about something to look at? What about a film or a DVD? Obviously, you spend a lot of time uh, ploughing through music DVDs for Word, but you, you no doubt look at other things as well. What's the thing that's most struck you this year in that line? Um, well, for, for my Word gig, um, there's been a, it's been a tremendous year. I think there's been some fantastic uh, music documentaries. I mean, the one that everybody obviously mentions is the George Harrison, which I thought was was pretty good but i have to say you know there's only so much beatles a soul can stand really isn't there um, it was nice to see it from a slightly different angle um, being george's but I, I i think it's been rock music that's um, when i'm not a big rocker kind of heavy rocker but i've really enjoyed um uh the dvds about uh, the foo fighters and lemmy um, and uh, Kings of Leon and Mott the Hoople. There have been great documentaries uh, about all of those. Um, and one thing I think that strikes you, particularly seeing the kind of the Lemmy thing, is that, you know, rockers mature like kind of cheese, don't they? They become sort of sweet and nutty as they get older. <laughs> and there's uh, <laughs> a kind of... Uh, uh, just the, the the kind of cuddliness of them is that you know even sitting there in his, in his tiny flat full of Nazi regalia, there's something uh, there's something cuddly about Lemmy. So um, the, that's the one you would recommend, is it? Um, well, I, I, the, the the film I enjoyed the most was the the Bill Withers still Bill, which uh, I, I believe you sent me a copy. Uh, of. Oh, absolutely, we both enjoyed that, didn't we? And and that was from a couple of years ago, but it still isn't available over here. So I suppose you could kind of call it. a, a you think I thought that was an amazing film, and and Bill Withers just came across as 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 the the wisest um, uh, the wisest warmest person in in music. I think fantastic film because he's effectively retired, really, hasn't he? But he yeah how yeah. Do you, and, how do you explain what he does? Well, I think if I were in his position, I probably would too. I mean, if you think about it, he's written a handful of absolute standards. You know, ain't no sunshine. Use me, lean on me. Uh, lovely, lovely day, yeah, lovely day, Harlem. Those half a dozen copyrights alone will be earning him a fortune every year. He's got no need to work. He's done great work. He came to it late. He did as much as he needed to do, and he's probably sitting there going, "Why bother?" I gather there's a sort of Salinger-like quality about him, whereas he does actually work in the studio most days, um, but he doesn't feel the need to release anything. Um, and I think that's quite laudable, really. Very definitely. Now, what, what about music? Now, you come at this in two ways, don't you? You write about music, but you also make music, don't you? Yes. Tell, tell us about that. Well, my my day job, if you like, is 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 um, is, is being a, a jobbing songwriter. Um, I'm uh, I'm published by Warner Chapel Music, and I get uh, taken around the world to write with with various singers and songwriters uh, and bands. And I've done everybody from uh, this year, from uh, heavy metal to uh, to Lana Del Rey. So, so, what about what about the heavy metal? Tell us about that. Um, a band called Hailstorm, who are signed to Atlantic in the US, um, fantastic. They're they're, they're, they're um, fronted by a brother and sister. Um, uh, the, the brother plays the drums, and the sister 
Lizzie plays uh, is the singer and, and guitarist, and they've been doing it since they were like kind of thirteen and eleven or something. You know, they're one of those bands that have started out as child uh, child performers and have just now kind of in their early mid twenties and just amazing at it. You know, they've put in their ten thousand hours and then some. Um, and uh, I'm, as I said, I'm not a massive metal fan, but I went and saw them live, and by the end of it, you're practically kind of um, you know, uh, it's like a kind of religious experience. You're practically kind of bowing, going, we're not worthy, because they control the crowd so brilliantly. <laughs> so you're having to write songs for them. So it's sort but of like, like writing a film script for a particular actor, is it? Uh, no, you you do it with, with someone. And, 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 and I, I always liken the, the, the gig to like, it's like fitting someone for a suit, really. You know, you talk to them, you meet them, you find out what they want to do, and you, you try and provide the perfect... Uh, perfect item for them and with them in the room you know so that they're, they're contributing to it they're, they're doing it they br- often bring in an idea um, and then you have to kind of um, realise it help them realise it right so you've done from that you said to Lana Del Rey uh, I work with with Lana Del Rey as well yeah yeah how, how was that she's amazing she's incredible I think all the kind of um, you know carping about her online is incredibly ill-informed um, she's not a product of anyone else. She's a totally self-invented um, art project, you know, rather like um, Lady Gaga is. You know, it's it's uh, she's she's got a vision, and um, I think it's a I think it's a sort of I think it's sexism really that people think that she she wouldn't be able to do it herself. You know, um, she came in with all these ideas, and it was just a question of kind of going through them and picking out the strongest one. You know, so. Um, so what was your uh, what was your favourite record of the year then? What's the thing you've been playing most? Well, um, I've been obsessed this year by um, a pre-Beatle pop. <laughs> um, I suddenly got I don't know why it was some weird thing that I, it it it, it, uh, it suddenly occurred to me that I wanted to hear Telstar by the Tornadoes and um, uh, twangy beat instrumentals and things that kind of came from a, a, a different time. Um, I. I somewhere this year I finished I've been doing it for a while just sort of gently in the background writing a, a, a piece just for my own amusement about um, Moon River mm-hmm. um, which was a song that had a big effect on me when I was a kid and I always assumed it was like an old standard and then I realised actually it's only kind of 50 years old th- this year and uh, uh, which I suppose makes it an old standard really but it's something that I can kind of remember as a, as a, as a child being must have been in its first sort of flush of success and there's something about songs from that period where the old guard are just leaving the building and you know Beatlemania is about to come in rock and roll's happened there's a fantastic sort of particularity about the music in those few years between rock and roll and the Beatles uh, that fascinates me and there's a great um, uh, box set came out this year called 1960 British Hit Parade which basically I think it's 12 discs it's every song that was in the charts in Britain in 1960 uh, and it's absolutely fascinating so what's your favorite we'll play a, we'll play a bit to uh, to close with what's your favorite uh ooh, what's my favorite um ooh, that's really hard i tell you what's fascinating about about it if you look down at the list of thing of records that were hits that year there's almost as many genres as there are artists you realize that the british pop industry at that point was a real 
fling anything at the wall. It's all about variety. It's all, I mean, I suppose it had come out of the kind of variety halls and things, hadn't it? A lot of the entertainment business. And I suppose a lot of the young rockers just assumed they were going to go straight into the halls afterwards. You know, yes. they had no idea what was coming, did they? So, so there's a, there's, a, there's just this tremendous sense of, 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 you know, there's songs by puppets and film stars and there's film themes and there's, there's, um, you know, there's, cha-cha-cha and there's uh um you know african music there's the singing nun you know there's all this stuff <laughs> it's just so it was a it was a rich period rather than well, being the desert that people uh con- conventionally talk about it as being yeah i think people forget i mean you've got you know john barry and his orchestra you've got johnny and the hurricanes you've got johnny mathis johnny preston johnny kidd and johnny tillotson and that's just the johnnies you know and, and it's all still there for you to enjoy christmas 2011 if you want to yes jim thanks very much for talking to us <laughs> That was Mustafa by Staffy and his Mustafas, as chosen by Jim Irvin. We now move from Hove in the next step of our uh, travel around the country uh, to southwest London. And Andrew Collins. Andrew, good morning. Good morning. How's the weather in southwest London? It's bright and beautiful. Good, good. So, uh, what we'd like you to do is to is to recommend a, uh, a book, a DVD, or film, and a piece of music of the year. So, why don't you start with a book? Okay. Well, now I I set myself a New Year's resolution at the beginning of this year, uh, which was partly uh, recession linked. But I decided that in 2011 I would not buy any new books. What I would do instead is uh, read books that I already owned because like everybody who is a bit of a book fiend I own a lot more books than I've ever read and most of them I really still want to read and so I thought this will be a brilliant way of saving money uh, and also getting through some of the books that I've already paid money for so I think it is uh, although I say so myself a genius New Year's resolution and I'm going to see if I can keep it going into 2012 as well so I've been reading books that I already had so what it means is all of the uh, you know roundups and all the newspapers of the best books of the year no idea what they're on about because <laughs> there's no chance of me having looked at any of them so i'm kind of living in the past but i actually don't mind that because most of the books that i read are books about the past anyway so um i've spent all year reading books that i already owned um all non-fiction because that is my want i read uh i used to read fiction when i was a younger man and then sort of hit a point when I thought it's time to educate myself about history, a subject I didn't do that well in at school, uh, and yet, of course, we're surrounded by a wealth of really accessible and fantastic detailed history books, so it's perfect time for me to start learning history the last 10 years. So um, they're all books about the past, and the one that I'm nearly finished, uh, which I would consider to be the most important book I've read this year, is The Path to Power, uh, and it's by Margaret Thatcher. Uh, it's her second autobiography. She wrote the Downing Street Years first, and then she wrote this, which was basically, as you can imagine from the title, uh, the, the sort of the prologue to all of that. And um, 
I decided that I needed to find out what this woman was thinking as she grew up and as she entered politics and as she, you know, fought her way to the top. Um, what was she thinking? Because I would argue it's not even a part of political view that uh, what she did is still living with us today. And the mess that this country is in, I'm afraid, I uh, put largely at her doorstep. I don't want to come across as some kind of, uh, you know, rabid, Billy Bragg loving nuts, but I kind of am a bit one of those. And, and so I just wanted to find out. I thought, well, it's her book. She wrote it. Uh, let's see uh, Let's see what we get from it. And I am finding it fascinating. I've nearly finished it. It's quite a thick uh, monster of a book. And uh, she does, she zips around a bit in uh, in chronology, which I don't like. Uh, once she gets into, into uh, leading the party, she sort of does whole sections on different areas of, of, of policy. There's a massive long chapter about about the rest of the world, and then she goes back and then forward again. It's quite irritating, but uh, it's her way of kind of organising her thoughts, really. So, yeah, you go. The surprise book of the year. Uh, I'd already <laughs> bought this a few years ago, and now I'm reading it. It's, you know, this is a classic case of a book, which must have cost me about 15 quid when I bought it, and I never read it. So it, I'm reading it now. And you can probably buy it for 50p now anyway, can't you, really? Absolutely. Is it? I think I've looked it up. You can buy it for £1.98. I'm sure. So what about what about a film or a DVD? Well, I've watched loads of films this year, and uh, I've found at the end of the year it's been a really good year for British film and not a bad year for American film, which is not always something you, uh, you'd be sure of saying. But uh, I think the film that I liked the most, or had the most effect on me, and perhaps the biggest surprise, was an Iranian film. Uh, by saying those words, I know that some people's hearts will already be sinking, uh, but I'm not showing off. I saw an Iranian film that I really liked, and it's called A Separation. It's now out on DVD, so you can get it. And uh, it's just one of those films that offers an insight into somebody else's culture. It's all too easy, I think, to get wrapped up in your own culture and the stuff you see outside your front door or on your own high street. And uh, also, it's easy to sort of get a very uh, two-dimensional view of other cultures, even just from reading the newspapers. That's because you only ever read about the crises, don't you? I mean, that's, that's the kind of stuff you get, and there's been plenty of those around the world this year. Uh, this is just about normal life, and, and in fact, normal middle-class life in Tehran, and it is exactly what it sounds like. It'll be about a couple who want a divorce. That's really all it's about. Uh, and uh, it's filmed in quite sort of realist documentary style almost. You almost imagine that the people in it aren't actors, but, but the main characters are. And uh, it just starts with, uh, with uh, the couple making a case of why they should get a divorce. Uh, and it's, it's very interestingly set up. Uh, she wants a divorce because she's got a visa to get out of the country and she wants to take... Uh, their daughter and get out of the country, but the husband doesn't want to leave the country because his dad's got Alzheimer's and he wants to stay with him. So that's why they want a divorce. It's kind of almost practical rather than anything more kind of torrid. And uh, the, the, the authorities say no. And uh, it just sort of goes on from there. And so they separate and he's left in the in the apartment where they live with his dad and the daughter and, and events unfold from there. But uh, it's apparently, uh, you know, Iranian cinema is quite sort of, um, well, government's, uh, government funded in a lot of cases and therefore uh, sort of government approved. And this was independently funded. Uh, you know, it did very well in, in Iran and of course these days, you know, films get sent around the world at festivals and so it did very well and got a wide release here. So that's called, that's called a separation? A separation, and, and that's exactly what it is. It's just a couple trying to separate, and uh, brilliant. A really, really brilliant film, moving and, uh, you know, uh, insightful, and you would definitely come away with a, with, a, with a broader view of the world. You've been listening to the free feed of The Word podcast. The full album-length version is only available to subscribers to the magazine.
To sign up and to hear the rest of this podcast, go to www.wordpodcast.co.uk. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.